A word for today, Lions Down's daily podcast to help you abide in Jesus by seeing to it that his word abides in you. Nothing could matter more. This isn't to replace your personal Bible reading and prayer, but rather encourage and help you in it. In his closing paragraph of 2 Peter chapter 2, Peter, uh, and of course this is God, the Holy Spirit, speaking to us through his word, um, Peter is trying to show the church why they should have nothing to do with false teachers. There's a great temptation for all kinds of reasons to turn a blind eye, to resist blowing the whistle, to just go along with things a little bit. And Peter is saying, no, you shouldn't. And he's doing that by showing us, firstly, what false teachers do, and then secondly, what false teachers are. And yesterday we saw from verses 17 and 18 what false teachers do is they provide very attractive appearances and great promises that deliver nothing. They are like wells without water, waterless springs, and mist driven by a storm. And not only that, but uh, they entice the vulnerable, they trap, they lure Uh, the vulnerable, those who are only just beginning to move towards the Christian faith and escaping the error of the world, and they entrap them with uh, uh, things that will appeal to their fallen human nature, characterized often by indecency or vice being legitimized in some way. Not that they will necessarily participate in such things themselves, but they will want to legitimize it for others so as to be popular within the world. So, they are deceptively attractive and they entice the vulnerable. Now I'm going to read verse 19 and we're going to see what else they do. Verse 19 says this, They promise them freedom, but they themselves are slaves of corruption. For whatever overcomes a person, to that he is enslaved. It's saying these false teachers make great promises of freedom. The siren call of freedom is a favorite tool of the false teacher. Remember back in Psalm 2, um, the nations of the world united together saying, let us burst their bonds apart and cast away the chains of God and his Christ, his Holy One. And that idea of liberation is a key technique of false teachers. They want to uh, advertise themselves as breaking free of the shackles of convention, escaping oppression, um, getting rid of traditions that so suppress and ruin uh, the human soul and freedom and fulfillment. And of course, the very opposite thing is going on. What they promise as freedom is actually surrender to enslavement. That's why verse 19 says they themselves are slaves of corruption. That word for corruption is a very strong word. It describes what is outside the rule of God and contrary to the loving direction of God. God is the creator of all things and he knows what is best for his children because he loves his children. And when we step outside that, we step into moral ruin. That word for corruption could be translated depravity. It describes something that is rotten and rancid and maggot infested. And then verse 19 goes on to say, for whatever overcomes a person, to that he is enslaved. So 
The false teachers are deceptively attractive. They entice the vulnerable, but actually what they're doing is enslaving to corruption. The, uh, the point that Peter is making here is that their activities are not harmf- harmless. They are positively harmful, and they are harmful to the most vulnerable elements of those in church, or at least those approaching church. And that uh, siren call of self-fulfillment is nothing less than uh, a call to misery, because bondage to self leads only to the misery of loneliness. Uh, There is a despair in committing entirely to what is fading, that is to say, oneself, or to the fallen world that's in rebellion to God. In the end, whatever it is you put your hope and trust in, it is going to fade. It is going to fail, and that will lead to disillusion and misery. Now, that's the beauty of the Christian gospel. We are committed to what lasts forever because it's not ourselves. It's outside ourselves. It's the work, the wonderful work of Jesus Christ by which the love of God for his creatures is displayed as he fits them for eternal life with him. That is freedom. It was Jesus who said, wasn't it, that his burden uh, is light, his yoke is easy, and uh, his service is perfect freedom. So what the false teachers are saying and doing is absolutely the opposite of what is true. And it snares the unwary. And we should hate that. We should be jealous for the safety of those who have come into our ambit. And we should be against them being uh, exploited and used by false teachers and predated upon in this way. So that's the great reason that uh, Peter gives. Uh, One reason why we should have nothing to do with them, why we should not in any sense uh, engage with them. What they do is very, very damaging to the most vulnerable of people. Tomorrow we'll look at what they are, and that will be, um, again, another reason why we should not engage with them. Heavenly Father, we do pray for your church, and particularly we pray for those who are approaching your church and who will be targets of Satan's agents, false teachers, the unsteady souls. And Father, we pray that in your love and mercy, you would guard them, you would draw them safely into the church, and they would not be predated upon. Please, Father, would you guard your children in every way, And please would we understand what it is that false teachers get up to and why we should not in any way engage with them. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. A word for today, helping you abide in Jesus by seeing to it that his word abides in you. This podcast was brought to you by Lionsdown at lionsdown.org.